Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete. I'm Kerry Rouse, and I travel to racetracks around the U.S., where I interview members of the racing community and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I am here with Carson Molitor. Yeah, correct. And um, tell me a little bit about what your role is, the, the organization you work for, and, and what do you do in the racing world? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm the team owner. The team was founded in 1993 in Germany, so we are uh, celebrating our 30th anniversary this year. And um, yeah, we have we did we did uh, a lot of things in Europe so far. We are 20 years with Porsche in the Porsche Super Cup, Porsche Carrera Cup Germany. We did a huge GT3 program, 12, 13 years in the ADSC GT Masters. Mm -hmm. We did some crazy stuff and, and running a V8 Star uh, in oval races in Europe. And we did speed car series in Asia. Um, so a lot of different things, a lot of one makeups. Call it one makeups when the cars are identically. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, so uh, we we have been in the United States before with the Porsche Super Cup, which is running uh, together with the Formula One. So we were racing in Indianapolis and in Coda, and um, yeah, uh, we have been in Australia racing with the Formula One and, and all these things. And 2021, we decided to. Actually, in 2020, we decided to move to the United States to build a second base here. Okay. Um, and it all starts in January 2021. So I, I went here um, with nothing, just with a good idea and, and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of ambitions. Uh, they even lost my luggage when I <laughs> <laughs> when I arrived in in, uh, in Miami. So and in in the, in the time of two months I organized everything. I organized a trailer, a workshop, the race cars, everything I need. I was sending a container, a sea freight container from Europe with all the equipment which which was needed. And so we start the season in end of March 2021, starting with the Carrera Cup here in, in the United States and from this time on we are trying to, to get established. So last year we did a lot of sprint challenge races so just trying to find the right championship for us. That's the reason why we are here as well for the SRO. We never did this before. Uh, we did IMSA races. We did. Uh, we fulfilled our dream this year in January when we did the Daytona race at 24. Yeah. yeah. So it was. It was. Let me say, since 25 years on my bucket list, and all of a sudden, I, I got the chance to do it with a prototype LMP car. Yeah. And uh, I was lucky enough to get a starting place there. It was completely overbooked normally. But uh, I think our, our advantage was that we have been one of, I think there were just two European teams and we were the only German team. This uh, gave us a good chance. And uh, yeah, so we did that. I'm really proud of everyone who was involved. And um, yeah, this was just one step, let me say, and now, we are trying to continue setting up a new program for next year, maybe a little bit bigger. And um, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's uh, um, yeah, 
completely new experience. So that prototype car, um, are, you, are you still leveraging that car and, and it ongoing? Yes, so <laughs> we are currently really busy, so we have back-to-back -back racing. Uh, last weekend we had a race, we were in Le Mans, so we had a Porsche Carrera Cup race in the, together with the 24. Um, now we are here, on Sunday we are flying back. Next weekend we have a race, a prototype race in, in Germany, in, 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 uh, in the Netherlands, in Zandvoort. Yep. And um, so it's, it's every week a race and every week a different continent. Um, it's a little bit exhausting, but uh, funny at the same time. Um, so we are quite busy and we, of course, we want to continue with prototype racing, but also we would like to continue with GT3 yeah. and Porsche Cup. These are our, uh, let me say, this is our base and, and we have a huge experience in that. And I think that this experience helps us to get established here, to get some more customers. And yep. uh, yeah, luckily I met the right people like, like Eric, you, you talked before with. Yeah. Uh, um, we found out some days ago that we are together since 2016, so it's also six, seven yeah. years now. Yeah. And uh, we did a lot of good business together. And this, at this time, this year, he brought this OnlyFans project to us. This is also for me is a signal of trust and, and um, yeah, uh, of this long-term relationship with him. And so we are really proud and happy to do that. And hopefully, we can increase everything next year, also together with Eric, of course. Yeah. So when you say that there are certain series, maybe that 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 are you know your bread and butter, your base that you go to. Is it because you have more recognition in, in those series? Yeah, of course. If you work together 20 years with with a manufacturer like Porsche, that's yeah. uh, everyone knows knows our team in Europe. So we we had times, let me say, 10 years yeah. before, we have been the biggest private team in Europe. So I think uh, the name MRS is well known, especially related to Porsche. And yeah, this is why I, I, I'm thinking that it helps me here to, to get established. So uh, for us, this, this Porsche Cup cars, is, is, as you said, it's bread and butter. And, and, and since so, so many years and um, yeah, but we are always open for new things and new adventures, of course. Well, um, the, the prototype is fairly new, right? Yes, yes. Um, so you're really enjoying that? Yeah, we had we, we got the first prototype car in uh, October last year, and just one week before the first race. So we we, we, <laughs> we choose to do a race instead of instead of a test. Yeah. And um, so a week before the race, the car appears in the workshop, and then the race truck we we we. Uh, um, the displays in the car are protected with a foil, so we removed the foil <laughs> from the display and the uh, and, and, and the pit box in the first evening. We we got a good driver, and then we finished both races on the podium initially. Oh and, my god! This was really nice and and, and really good. Um, let me say we have we have the luck to be to have lots of premier victories. So a lot of racing series we start with, we won initially. And then we thought, oh, that's easy, <laughs> and let's continue with that. And for example, the GT Masters, we won our first race, and this is really tough, it's really competitive. And I said, uh, okay, let's continue with GT Masters, looks like, looks like an easy championship. Yeah. <laughs> and then it took eight years to win the next one. Oh. You know, it was unbelievable. And so, so is it with the, with the LMP car as well, I think. We were really lucky, but we did a good job as well. 
and the LMP is of course a complete different race car, it's a real race car and um, you can do so many things with a setup, uh, much much more than you can do on a GT3 or cup car and you have an aerodynamic setup which you can change and which helps you in terms of strategy mm -hmm. as well. It's not only to, the, to make the car faster, it's also if you need more top speed you can, you can, you can build the car with less drag uh, and, and then you can, you can do track positions. So it's the setup work becomes part of the strategy as well and this is something I like very, very much. Are any of the cars um can, can you dynamically change the setup as the car is driving or no? It's only when it comes in. Yes. Yeah. You can? Yeah. No, only when the car... Only when it comes yeah, in, yeah. 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 But, you know, it's... it's uh, yeah, as I said, uh, sometimes you need to do... You need to, to make lots of track positions because um, the BOP in the, in the prototype cup in Germany is... They extend the pit stop time. If you have a good driver in the car, you have 10 seconds more pit stop time. And to get this sec 10 seconds back in the second half of the race, you need to gain a lot of track positions. And then you, you, you just put the car with less drag. It's then a little bit more difficult in, in, in the corners. And, uh, but you have a little bit more top speed, so you can overtake them easily on the, on the straightaway. Yeah. And yeah, this is, this is something which we never experienced before. So yeah. and, and, and that's <coughs> great. And yeah, then when it comes down to Daytona, it was unbelievable for us. It was a, such a nice experience, first time there. I was strolling around for five years to, to, to give myself an impression what's, yeah, what, what's, a, what's the meaning of the event is and, and, and trying to figure out the, the special requirements for, for that. And then it was anyway a big surprise. So uh, four years strolling around was not enough. And we learned a lot there, but we were initially, again, competitive. Uh, in the first 12 hours, we had, I think, three hours of leading. Oh, wow. And we were really close. We, we could have finished the race on the podium, for sure. But unfortunately, after 12 hours, we suffered a, a fire in the engine compartment because an exhaust got loose. And this was really unfortunate. And then we need to, we need to stop, but anyway, it was it was brilliant to be there, to show up, to, to, to show the people that, that we are competitive with yeah. it. And yeah, so we, we try to continue in this way. You know, usually I ask people what's next, but it feels like you've done so much. Is there something else on your bucket list? Yes, there's, of course there's a big one, Limo. Yeah. This is a big one. And yeah. I, 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 I was telling my team, okay, when, when we are on the, now we, we did Limo last week, but then you have another paddock. So support support race paddock, which is far away from the pits, yeah. from the Le Mans pits. And I told to my team, okay, once we are in this pits on Sunday when the race is over, I will change my clothing and I will I will leave the paddock and maybe never return <laughs> because that's the last that's the last big thing I want to do in my life. Yeah, the, the 24 of Le Mans, but yeah. yeah, as a as a real team in the in, in the in the 24 hour race. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply.
So what does it what does it take to have uh, a spot down there at the track in the moment? It's difficult. It's uh, um, we, you need to compete either in the in the European Le Mans series, which is overbooked as well. So we are trying now uh, in June getting a spot for the next season. I mean, not so if easy. it's overbooked, how, how do they make a decision on who to? Oh, uh, they the the. The current teams will always have a, a preference okay. to continue, and for new teams, it's always depending on if they want to have you, if your history is good enough, if if they are believing in in your competitiveness and and, and stuff like this. So they have a committee where they say uh, which team is likable to to race there. This would be one chance. The other chance would be doing WEC um, with a GT3 car. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other chance, which a lot of teams trying to take, is um, racing the Asian Le Mans series. Four races in two weekends only. It's in a period of two and a half weeks. You do the entire season, and if you win your class, you get a, a starting spot for the 24 Le Mans. I see. Yeah. Okay. So this is what what we are trying to do first, and then trying to enter the European Le Mans series to make sure. We, we, we can do it, yeah. but it's not a must to have this next year. Maybe it will take four or five more years, I don't know. So I'm also not ready to quit right now. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> so no, no time to change clothes yet. No, no, there are a lot of uh, good, good years to come, I, I hope. Mm -hmm. And every season, uh, everything we're doing at the end uh, is, is with nice memories. So you, you know, there are so many stories to tell, it's unbelievable. So, how did, I mean, how did all this start for you? Like, you went, when did, you, when did you first get introduced to motorsports? I was racing myself uh, when I was 18. I started with car with car racing, not with kart, yes. as, as uh, anyone else. So I, I built up my own race car, and then I went to the Nürburgring Nordschleife for the uh, VLN races, uh, the endurance races they have. The car was completely made by ourselves, and I had a friend of mine who was helping me, and then we ran out of budget, or it, we had regular jobs, and then no support at all and then we decide to build up a second car for customers okay and this is how everything starts um, so we were racing ourselves seven years in the BLN so a long long time ago it was in the 80s and then um, yeah funny funny how everything comes together um, I, I bought a I bought a former DTM car a BMW but it was planned to do only the Nordschleife with it and um, I, I knew that there was a DTM race on the on the not on the on the Nordschleife, so on the big circuit, and so I tried to enter the race as a guest entry, and I, I got the spot again. So uh, we were really excited for that. But this was a year when Ayrton Senna died in Imola, and two weeks or three weeks later was this race planned on the Nordschleife, and. Uh, the organization from the DTM, they cancelled the race on the Nordschleife and decided just to go on the Grand Prix circuit because the motorsport world at this time uh, couldn't uh, couldn't manage uh, another big accident. So everyone, everyone was really careful at this mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And so we, we just raced then on the Grand Prix circuit in Nürburgring with, uh, with the old car. It was the only four-cylinder in the, in the DTM, so I was racing against those Alfa Romeos. I don't know if you know the cars. Yeah. They were like Formula One cars already, and but it's also was also very funny and it was uh, a nice experience. And then, by chance, when I had an appointment at Nurburgring a year or a couple of years later, I, it, 
was I had an appointment with another team. I wanted to go for the for another touring car championship, and then I have seen that the Renault uh, introduced a new cup car. It was the Renault Megane, and this was uh, the first ever race car, affordable race car. Let me say with a sequential gearbox. It was in 1997, and I was really astonished. And I said, "My God, they are building a race car with a sequential gearbox for I think it was 45,000." Euros or something. It was just, was not really expensive. Yeah. And so I I decided to ah. And then they said, okay, the first buyers, the first the first ten buyers will get uh, will get the chance to, to to win the weekend for the Renault Formula One uh, race. So the VIP weekend. And I say, okay, let's let's buy some let's buy two cars. <laughs> so I bought those two cars, and uh, of course I didn't want the, the VIP weekend. No. Even the chance was good, but I, I didn't. And then, uh, yeah, so this was the first step into cup racing. I had two cars, no idea what to do, no idea to get where to get the drivers from. So I decided to drive one by myself, and then finally I found a customer. And from this time on, we we were, uh, yeah, we were getting bigger all the time. So in the next year, I had four cars. Then I decided to go for Porsche. So and then. One after it happens one after the other, and, and we uh, at the end we were racing with 16 cars a week. Oh man, that's a lot of really, transport. Really, yeah, yeah. We had five trailers in this size. Oh my gosh! A lot of a lot of small uh, trucks as well. Yeah. And uh, as I said, at this time we have, we have been the biggest team in Europe, biggest private-owned team. <coughs> A lot of that has to do with you guys, your ability to recruit drivers, and did you get sponsored? Did the drivers bring the sponsors, or did you have your own sponsors? Yeah, most of the time, the drivers bring their own sponsors. Got it. We have people like Eric, and I have in Europe. I have an Eric in Europe as well. Okay. And they are trying to sell our team. They are trying to find drivers with budget. They are trying to find sponsors, because I must say. Even though we were really successful in the last 30 years, I'm not, I'm not the best salesman of myself. So I'm not the guy who can sell anything. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I don't know why, uh, I'm maybe not good in, in, in creating a network or, or whatever. That's, not, that's simply not my business. Uh, so your business is making yes, things run. Yes, and, and I, like, I like the technique, so I'm, I'm a technician originally. Yeah. And also not a salesman or a marketing man or whatever. Yeah. So I rely on the people around me, and my obligation is to find the right people next to me. Yeah. With, that, with that's big probably the it's probably the hardest part, yes, right? Yes. Anyway, creating the team, mechanics, uh, engineers, every everyone you need, this is the most demanding uh, obligation you have, and it's so difficult to find the right people. Yeah. You know, we are when when you have back-to-back -back racing. You are living together like a family, yeah. and you have not chosen those people because they are nice and friendly. You have chosen them because they have capabilities to to work on the car. Yeah. But building up a team, a real team, with, with these people is not so easy. So we have a lot of work with this. We are trying to uh, to make it as nice as possible for everyone. And but I can say the team I have here is brilliant. So we are living in a house every time together and we are eating together we are talking also pr about private issues and, and yeah. stuff like this so 
we become friends. Most of the people working with me since 10, 20 years. So really, really old ones. And but of course we are also open for now. We have a new one here as well. Yeah. But immediately he become part of the family. Yeah. So it's it's nice to see also this this part of a race team. You know, it's not only it's not not only technique. It's not only spending money and 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 and, and burning tires. It's also about yeah longer lasting friendships let me say yeah one thing i've noticed so when i first started interviewing people <clears throat> i thought the common theme was going to be this really killer competitive nature and people are competitive yeah but it's the camaraderie and the family and the bonding really that yes. i think people yes. stick around for yeah creating all those memories together this is maybe something which which keeps us together yeah and they are really keen for racing they are they are keen for for being competitive even though if we are racing in amateur series or just with uh, let me say with gentlemen drivers even though if, if he is doing progress they are unbelievable happy and they would do everything they are doing the same work as they would work for a 100% professional driver the same thing for them yeah so we all want to win we all have this instinct and, and to be the best but uh, uh, there are so many other uh, aspects around around this, and, and for me, it keeps me young, working with younger people. Yeah, um, I feel like 12 still, so that I can I can deal with them. We we have the same sense of humor. We are listening the same music, and and yeah, it's, it's one really nice part of the part of the game. I really. I really appreciate you sharing some time with me and your story. Thank you, thank you so much. much. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like. But I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com. And you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag.